In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, where I'll ask the question, why should I do good? First Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 17 says, Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Peter is writing to a group of folks who are suffering for the sake of Christ. They are under persecution, and further persecution is anticipated. These are folks who are going to almost definitely feel the force of the culture against them as they are proclaiming Jesus Christ. And what does Peter tell them? He tells them, you still need to do good. You need to endeavor to do godly things in godly ways all the time. This is the expectation for all believers. And then he follows through and gives them the reasons why. So here are three thoughts from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, answering the question, why should I do good? Thought number one, less risk. Peter knows, and the rest of us know this too, I think, is that if you are doing good, chances are good that people aren't going to stop you from doing it. If you're actively doing things that are beneficial to yourself, to others, to the community at large, people aren't going to have a hard time about that. They aren't going to give you trouble about it. They want you to continue to do that sort of thing, because after all, aren't you doing stuff that's beneficial to everybody at large? No one bothers the person who is endeavoring to do things that are good in the community, at least not under normal circumstances. So what happens is there's less risk for you as a believer, if you're actively doing good and you have developed this reputation for doing good in the community, when people slander you, when they say things bad about you, when they try and make you look like a fool, folks will remember the good works that you have done and say, I don't know if I believe that. Because after all, if somebody is working toward the good of the community, then the group at large will want them to continue to do so. So you should do good because you minimize the risk of suffering as a result of what you're doing. Thought number two, give a reason. As you're doing good, and as you find yourself suffering, you will also have all sorts of different encounters with folks. People will want to know why you're doing good. They will want to know what's your motivation for the sacrifices inherent in doing something that's beneficial for somebody else. Benevolence has this inherent thing that goes along with it that people sort of like. They like the idea of helping out. And when they see somebody who's actively helping out in the community, they're going to engage with that person. They're going to talk to them. They're going to find out, hey, what's motivating you to do all of this? And this is your opportunity. This is your chance. Always be ready. Be ready for what? To give a reason for the good that you're doing. Always be ready to give a defense for Jesus Christ, for him crucified. Let everybody know that, yes, I'm doing good. And the reason why I'm doing good is because I'm commanded to by Christ. Let me tell you more about him. 
You see, you should do good because it opens up opportunities for you to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And oddly enough, that's the best good thing that you can do, is share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of him crucified and resurrected. So one of the reasons why we do good is so we can have the opportunity to share the blessing of the gospel. Thought number three, honor Christ. This might be the underlying reason for doing good at all. When you are doing good, you're honoring Christ. And if you are doing good and you suffer for the sake of Christ, then guess what? Christ is honored. And this is what those of us who serve Christ are trying to bring about in the world anyway. We're trying to glorify God. We're trying to honor the Son. We're trying to let people know the reasons why we're different. Why we seem odd to other people is because we have embraced and acknowledged the Lordship of Christ over all things. And our fundamental desire is to honor Him. So we honor Christ by doing good things. We also honor Christ by suffering well for His name. Christ Himself suffered, and we should expect no less. We should expect the same sort of suffering to happen to us. And when we do suffer and we suffer well, then Christ is honored. When we do good, following in the footsteps of Christ, who does this great thing for us and sacrificing himself for his people, we are honoring Christ as we follow in his footsteps in doing good. So that way the world might come to know and love our Savior. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 1 Peter chapters 1 through 3. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.